Mindfulness Mode. Welcome to Mindfulness Mode. This is Bruce Langford. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. Today, it's just me talking about bliss. And on on Thursdays, you can hear me interview someone and I'm doing my solo episodes now on Mondays. So thank you so much again for joining me. Today, I'm going to, like I said, talk about bliss and how to find it, how you can discover bliss. My wife Darlene and I were reminiscing last night and we were talking about our amazing trip to Colombia back in 2017. It's the first time we had been to South America and it was just an incredible trip. There were so many vivid memories, people we met, things we did, places we we went. It was was just so blissful thinking about those incredible memories. And then today, we did again with our son, Ben. He was he was about to turn 17 at the time. And so today, the three of us were talking. And it was just interesting to hear his version of the same memories. And one of the things we did was climb to the top of a huge rock called La Piedra. And it's listed in an article called The 10 Most Stunning Staircases in the World. So if you want to read about it, you can Google that article. Pretty fascinating. The La Piedra del Peno in Colombia, it's a monolithic formation located at the town of Guatape in Antiquia. And you can tell I don't speak Spanish at all. So I wish I did. But uh, it was just so incredible going there. I'm, I'm just reading a little bit about it on, uh, uh, you know, online. It says it was rising from the bottom of the hydroelectric dam of Penal Guatape, also known as the Penal Stone or simply as La Piedra. And if you search it, it's la, L-A, space, P-I-E-D-R-A. And it says the huge and heavy stone made of quartz, feldspar, and mica has some rock breaks used for constructing 650 stairs that lead to the top. Earlier, a viewing spot on top of the rock, which offers the view of the, the shore and the perimeter around that area, can be reached by climbing 740 steps. That's only one of the incredible memories that we talked about from that trip. And I can tell you, it was really some blissful moments sitting there talking about that, thinking about that, laughing and reminiscing about our memories. It it just felt truly blissful. And I'd been thinking about doing today's show on the topic of bliss. So I asked Ben, I said, what does bliss mean to you? I wanted to know what a 19-year-old guy would say about this topic, and he's very contemplative, and he enjoys spending time by himself, so I was curious what his thoughts would be on this topic, and his first answer was this. He said that just being able to relax, not do too much, just lay low, he said it's about freedom. He said ideally he'd like to have time to do all the things that are fun for him. And and he named his favorite game specifically, which is Magic the Gathering. He said he'd like to be able to get together with his friends once a week and play Magic and maybe talk to them two or three times a week online. He said living a life of bliss includes learning about things for him. He said... That means learning in a low-stakes form of learning, not necessarily a university course, but just learning about things. And he loves to go online and 
listen to really cool YouTube videos, and I find myself kind of listening in to some of these like science-based videos about how things work or what makes things happen in the universe or whatever. I asked Ben if bliss included any kind of substance. And he said, no, there's no particular substance or food necessary for him to have bliss. He just, he said, just two meals a day of food that he enjoys, that's all he really wants as far as food is concerned. He said he doesn't, he said he wasn't sure whether he'd feel more blissful being entirely alone or living with his parents. And he's been living with us for a year since the pandemic started. Otherwise, he'd be living in residence at university. He lived there from September to March and then uh, came home when the pandemic started. I asked him if bliss would involve any material possessions or money. And he said, he said, no, not as long as he could play magic. He said he only cares about money as a means to an end. He said bliss for him is just having access to a computer and access to books or digital books because he loves to read. Now, a little later, I asked Darlene what bliss means to her. And she said bliss comes in moments. She said it's not continual. She said bliss comes as an overwhelming, unexpected feeling. Certain occasions where she feels things are right, she said. And she went on to say, when I recognize the goodness of a situation and all that situation holds, she said, I appreciate that moment for what it is. It's like an overwhelming lump in my throat. A good lump, she added. She said she can either be alone or with other people. She said a lot of times it's an everyday circumstance. It feels like something phenomenal is going on when I experience bliss. And one of her quotes was, Bliss is the appreciation or recognition at that very moment that life is not what meets the eye. And I think that's worth repeating. I think that's a, an awesome quote. Bliss is the appreciation or recognition at that very moment that life is not what meets the eye. She went on to say, Life is not about more. It's recognizing that there is more to life than what we see on a regular basis. Sometimes we get a taste of this, and that is bliss. She said, we can't be in a constant state of bliss. And I know what she means when she says that. I think bliss is more fleeting than that. It comes at unexpected times and in places you'd never expect a lot of times. The dictionary defines bliss as perfect happiness, great joy, typically to be oblivious of everything else. I have a vivid memory of bliss when I was dating Darlene. It was July 1st, and that's Canada Day here in Canada, and we were downtown walking along the street. I think we had just had dinner at a really nice restaurant, and I can tell you my heart was full, and we were just walking along that street with the beautiful night air, and fireworks began to fill the sky. And I reached out and took Darlene's hand and we, we talked and we walked hand in hand for a few blocks. And I can tell you that I just felt this euphoric feeling. And I can go right back to that feeling in my mind whenever I want to. That's an amazing feeling. The clear night air, the buzz of the people walking around, the feeling of closeness I had with this special woman. Wow. That 
was certainly bliss for me and still is because like I said, I can, I can bring that moment back up in my mind. And mindfulness has helped me discover bliss and helped me to have blissful moments way more often than before I practiced mindfulness. Now, I'm sure I was aware of bliss before I started practicing mindfulness, but wow, that was a long time ago. And, you know, I just truly believe that mindfulness has helped me be more aware of bliss and have more bliss in my life, for sure. I jotted down some of the ways I feel bliss comes into my life, and some of the items that appears on the page are are similar to what I talk about quite often, actually. Some of these just need to be repeated, and I know I probably heard people talk about some of these things dozens and dozens of times before I personally implemented them into my life. So, you know, maybe you're like me. Maybe you need to hear about these things a few times from a few different people, and then you might decide, yeah, I think I'll try that. I think bliss can be different for you than it is for me. I think bliss is not something that's necessarily absolutely common for everyone, but I do think everyone can kind of discover their own ways to reach bliss. And I also think there are some common ways that we can discover bliss. And before I share these ways to find bliss, I want to tell you that I've just finished up with one of my coaching clients and she is so incredibly happy with the results of of the hypnosis sessions that we did together and the, the coaching. And she said, Bruce, I've learned how to truly be happy and move through life with joy as a result of this coaching. And I can tell you, it fills my heart with bliss just knowing that I can help other people who are struggling or going through really hard times just by sharing my skills, my my skills of hypnosis, my coaching skills. Now, she said, thanks for giving me the gift of peace and happiness. And that just means so much to me. She now has a relationship that is really feeling right for her. And things are going better at her job. She's finishing up with with uh, some other things that she was kind of moving away from in her life. And now that uh, she's finished, as far as the coaching is concerned, I have an opening to help someone else. And maybe that someone is you. Are you struggling? Does it feel like you haven't felt peace and happiness for a long time? Are you feeling like something's holding you back and maybe there's an issue you just can't bust through? I'll tell you what, I would love to help you move through this. And all you need to do is just just email me. Just hit pause right now. Email me, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com and we'll set up a free 30-minute call. So... You know, put in the subject line, bliss, and I'll know that you listen to this episode. Email me, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. And like I said, we'll jump on a, on a free 30-minute call and we'll figure out if what I offer is a fit for you. So back to what I was talking about. Like I was saying, everyone can have their own ways to reach bliss, but there are some common ways we can all make sure we have bliss in our lives. And the first way is to remember to celebrate and be grateful. Last night, Ben finished a lab report he'd been working on for a while, and 
Darlene and I asked him to tell us when he was finished. And when he did, he came into the room and we, we cheered and we had a group hug and we just talked about how great it was that he had finished and had this work handed in. And at first he looked a little puzzled. He kind of looked at us kind of like, oh, brother, you know. And, and he said, well, it's only a lab I've just handed in. And I said, yeah, but it's one more thing checked off on, on his journey to earn a physics degree. And I think it's incredibly important to celebrate the small things on your journey, whatever they are. And he smiled and we had one more hug and, and it was like he realized, he got it. He, he thought, yeah, that, that does make sense. And, and that reminds me, I think bliss is spending time with family that you relate to and that you can celebrate with. And I think bliss is reaching a point where you don't feel judged by others and you don't judge them. In other words, I feel like learning to be non-judgmental is not only an important aspect of mindfulness, I think it's important in life because becoming less judgmental ultimately has made me happier and a more blissful person. I can tell you that for sure. I think this is monumental. I think it's a huge aspect of bliss and happiness in general is to just learn to be less judgmental. Now, I think quiet time is a really important part of finding bliss. I think bliss is making sure your life includes special periods of quiet time. Some will call it meditation. Some will call it prayer. Maybe for you, you call it solitude. Maybe it's when you run or when you you swim or you walk or you know, quiet time can just be daily time spent in nature or just in a quiet space with some incense, some essential oils, a candle. You know, maybe you don't need any of those things. Maybe for you, it's just closing your eyes and noticing your breath and just having some solitude. I think without quiet time, your life becomes chaotic and hectic and you lose your sense of being grounded and centered. I think a lot of lives have become so harried and dramatic and just go, 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 go. For me, losing the drama and making sure I have quiet time every single day is a big part of finding bliss. To make sure my life is blissful, I find it's important to choose the people I spend time with very carefully. I notice how I feel when they're around. I notice what they say. I notice how they react to what I say. And if we have similar goals and ideals, that's important to me. I also love being around people who have loftier goals, who think bigger than I do, and who raise me up. Some of my most blissful moments have been around people that fit this description. So being being, you know, specific about the people that you surround yourself with is really important. And one of the ways I find bliss is making sure that I'm active every day. I take a one-hour run every morning outside, and for the last three months or so, I've been running 6.6 kilometers or four miles. That's four miles. And I got to tell you, it just feels so good to be outside, no matter what the weather I love the cold, frosty mornings, but I feel like I've learned to appreciate being outside no matter what the weather is like. 
And this morning there was a light misty rain and it actually felt refreshing and the temperature was, was cool and there was this calming quiet to the air. I have to say, I just feel so grateful to live in a fairly rural, slightly remote community where I can run every, mom every morning. I seldom see a vehicle. Sometimes I see one or two vehicles. I seldom see a person. It's just beautiful solitude. I look at the sky, the hills, the fields, the road pointing toward the horizon. I mean, it just feels empowering and, and somehow extremely calming. Now, I know there's, there's science behind this. There's science that talks about how there's a connection to being active and having positive and healthy thought patterns. I don't have references to the science, but I truly believe that's true. I've read a lot of books about this and, of course, interviewed over 600 people on Mindfulness Mode, and we've talked about this. Creating a habit to be active every day is a way to make sure you enjoy bliss more often. That's certainly what I believe. I once subscribed to a training program about finding peace and happiness. And the presenter on the CDs was so interesting. I think he was a psychologist. And I loved psychology in university, although I specialized in music and I didn't take a lot of psych courses. I just loved every psych course I did take. Anyway, the guy kept saying in this in this CD series, he kept saying that finding true peace in your life all boils down to three words. And he kept referring to this and said, yeah, there are three words. But he didn't actually reveal what the three words were until the very end. And he kept me in suspense. Although he kept giving clues and he would talk about this and talk about that, and there were cliffhangers, and I kept guessing in my mind what those three words might be, and I kept questioning, could it really be that simple? It didn't seem to make sense that being happy was actually as simple as three little words. And when he finally got to the end of the several chapters of training, he revealed the crucial three words. And here they are. These are the three words that he was leading toward. Be happy now. And that's mindfulness, isn't it? Be happy now. Live in the moment. Don't be so focused on the past or the future. Simply remember to be happy now. If you stop what you're doing at any given moment in time, if you stop thinking about what you're thinking, at any moment and you think those three words, there's usually nothing stopping you from choosing to be happy now. And in my opinion, choosing to be happy now will bring you bliss. Not all the time. You're not going to live in a constant state of bliss. In my, That's not my idea of it. But maybe bliss for you will be on a family trip like we took to Colombia, or maybe it will be a fleeting memory of a special time in your life, like walking under the stars and fireworks happen. Maybe bliss will be thinking back to a group hug with your family when your son or daughter achieved something that didn't seem major at all at the moment, but represented a moment of bliss because it was a small achievement on the way to something life-changing. Enjoy bliss in your life. Choose to, to be happy now. 
Thanks so much for listening, Mindful Tribe, and have a great week. Hey, Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening, for subscribing, for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts, and thanks to Erica Flint's Cascade Hypnosis Center for being our valued sponsor. Hey, Erica, we really appreciate you, and Erica is a terrific teacher of hypnosis, and I know that because I am a graduate of her program. Now, if you're a healer or a coach or a counselor or someone who just loves helping people, consider the powerful results that can be achieved with hypnosis. You can become a hypnotist, just like I did. Contact the team over at CascadeHypnosisCenter.com. And if you'd like to work with me and break through some of those mind blocks, maybe lose weight, maybe quit smoking, maybe it's something else, I would be so thrilled to work with you. Don't put it off. Do it right now. Send me an email, bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. That's bruce at mindfulnessmode.com. And we will get you on track and we will help you to move toward the goals that you've always wanted to achieve. So now take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.